Yeah. Today was a day of Dongi, right? Yeah, Palm Sunday. Jesus. Yeah, so today is the day of all of us. Yeah. Dongis who whom Jesus chose. The stupid ones, the idiots who is worth for nothing, but we have Jesus, right? That's that's exactly the definition of a donkey. So let's be donkeys who is carrying Jesus. And never be uh, proud in ourselves. We are being worshipped, we are being worshipped and looked at because we are carrying Jesus. That should be our attitude always. So, yeah, not, not donkeys. Donkeys maybe a couple of, three or four times, but trees. It's very, yeah, if you look at the entire Bible, trees are mentioned everywhere. Mm. First, first page of has how many trees? There was one tree and God said. Two trees, no? Two trees. Oh, God. No, one one. There are many trees. There are many trees. In the last page of Revelation, there are trees. Even this is a holy week, so on the Calvary, we do see a tree, right? So there are trees are mentioned. Even the Psalms chapter of Psalms talks about tree. The parable we have mentioned. Mulberry tree. Trees on there, the the has to climb a tree. There are many things like that. Uh, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Like trees are mentioned everywhere. Trees and second, I mean, I'm not. I mean, there is no significance of the number of times trees are mentioned. But I'm just giving you an introduction. We are looking at trees today. Um, what are the significance of a tree? And it all started from a tree, right? In fact, the genesis can be dubbed or we can rephrase it a tale of two, two trees, a story of two trees. Let's go back to genesis. So what happened in nutshell? We all know the story, but if someone can tell me what happened in, in the beginning. The forbidden fruit. Yeah. God created the humans in the earth. Mm -hmm. Heavens and the earth, then he created Adam, then right. he created Eve from the well, rib was, of Adam. There was a lot of days. And, then the, and he had told not to eat from the forbidden tree. Mm. And the serpent comes and tempts Eve. Right. And uh, she eats, the, she gets tempted, she eats the fruit and she comes and gives it to Adam and tells him to eat. And that's where shame came into us because God comes and asks why have you eaten from the forbidden tree? And then that's how we started. That shame came into us and they tried to hide. Yeah. And that's how we fell out of the Garden of Eden. Correct. So what do we infer from all this? Is it that it's more like a fairy tale, right? There was this garden, there were many trees. We ate from one tree and God became so mad at us. We were thrown out. More like a kid's story. Is it really the reason why we are like this? Because we choose to eat from a different tree. And we call it forbidden tree. But in the Bible, was there any is mention about this tree being forbidden? Or like you were really... It's a tree of knowledge. Knowledge. Yeah. So was that tree a very evil one? Like evil or a bad tree? No, not at all. It's God's creation. God right. created the trees. So if you look at Bible back to Genesis, um, let's read from Genesis. Genesis 2 9. 
that's where we say the first mention of this tree, trees. Can someone read Genesis 2, 9? And out of the ground, the Lord God made every tree grow that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree yeah, of life. Right. So there were many trees, right? Every yeah. tree that and the good the specifics are given. All the trees were pleasant to the pleasant sight. To the sight. So good looking. And, and it good was for food. It was good. It wasn't bad. It was good for food. Food. Every tree. And then the, the second line. Yeah. The tree of life was also in the midst of the garden and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So specifically, God is talking about, or Holy Spirit is talking about two trees which are in the middle of the garden. One is the tree life. of the knowledge of good and evil. The other one is tree of life. So which one is a good tree here? Life. We, we just could have given that one, right? <laughs> no. Long life. See, that's our that's what our thinking, right? We, we, hmm? we went and chose the other one. Right. We always say that the tree of life is good. But we just read the Bible saying every tree was good. And every tree was pleasant to the sight. So isn't the tree of knowledge of good and evil good? I don't know. For some reason, everybody, <laughs> nobody likes the tree of knowledge. We always go back and blame it. Think if that tree wasn't there, we wouldn't be like this. If the okay. apple was not there, no problem yeah. at all. I mean, no, apple is I, not even mentioned. I don't, know I don't think it's because of the tree. It is a disobedience that we aim. This, that is what created the problem. Correct. We disobeyed. Right. So Genesis one thirty one says, and God saw everything that he made and behold, it was very good. So everything he has made was good, including the tree of knowledge, knowledge. of good and evil. We should rewire our mind if we were thinking that somehow that tree was bad and we chose to eat from it and that caused a problem. We should, we should not think like that. That should be raised from your memory. The trees were good. Tree of life was good. Tree of knowledge of evil and good was also good for us. It was created. It was needed for the existence of human beings. Now, Genesis is written in such a way that it, it is similar to parables of Jesus Christ. When you hear it, it's just a story. And we already learned this, right, in the previous session. Why, why was Jesus talking in parables? So that we can be drawn to the kingdom of heaven. We can understand it better. Understand more about the kingdom of heaven. No, the, why we can understand he, the lessons no, why was, that he's why teaching. Why was he speaking in stories instead of directly? He could have just talked directly like we are talking right now. He could have given the spiritual knowledge right away. But instead he chose to say stories to the public and directly teaching disciples. And disciples asked like... Well, because most of them were not uh, well educated. They were all these taxpayers and... Uh, no, we are yes. still Amen. coming down to the physical realm. We are I think he said that no, that um, not everybody is given the knowledge and only a few right. are able to understand it. The disciples were the most illiterate people. And he was talking directly to them. But he was talking, and, and most probably the priests were well educated. And he was talking parables to him. It was kind of ultra. Not because that they didn't understand or they were not capable of understanding, 
for jesus said not everyone is given the gift to understand the kingdom principles you are given because they were already been given although they were chosen they were specifically chosen by god but all others were not able to understand the keys of the kingdom of heaven or the uh, the spiritual principles so for the time being he was laying out every kingdom secrets in form of stories and it was being written and look at us now after everything was revealed after the resurrection after everything is revealed now holy spirit in us holy spirit is able to teach us from the same parables i said the kingdom principles now we all are given the gift which is who is holy spirit himself everyone who believes in christ has a gifts needed to figure out the kingdom principles to understand the principles behind the kingdom of god and when you read the parables which jesus said holy spirit will interpret in such a way in our mind or through other people the re- the real intention real understanding of kingdom of god that's the beauty of bible that's the beauty of parables that's how holy spirit everything is mysterious but it is revealed to the ones who is faithful and innocent enough to speak to god it's not revealed to the most intellectual people if that's why the kingdom of god is for babies or like if you are like this kid you will enter the kingdom of god uh, st paul says we are not the eloquent or the intellectual people we are fools but it is given to us so that the wisdom of god doesn't depend on the wisdom of man so we cannot understand the kingdom of god with our intellectual ability it has to be revealed to us so it's not something we figure out it has to be given as a revelation by the working of holy spirit inside a human person so if so i want you to start looking at genesis also in the same way it is it has to be revealed to us we should not be like the one intellectual people going around and saying there were this was apple this is that no there were tree no everything in genesis is written in in a story kind of manner in more like a parable kind of manner so that when you have when you work with holy spirit when you seek ask and knock you will be revealed much more about the kingdom principles so that's what we want to understand we don't want to go around and saying oh the knowledge of good and evil we ate from it and we started from then that that came in all that no we are going to ask holy spirit by the help of holy spirit understand what exactly god is trying to convey to us and it's all about sin that's the first chapter where we are seeing uh the great fall the sin entered into the world so let me ask you what what is the first sin who this committed disobedience who committed the first sin lucifer any other answers Ah, you right this has the first sin so eating from the so what, okay let, let me put it like that. what was the first sin of humans 
human mm. being that knowledge disobeying disobeying yeah disobeying god's disobeying. commands commands so it's not about eating the fruit from the knowledge of good and evil right it's about disobeying the tree was good the fruit was good eating it's not like a poisonous fruit you ate it and suddenly something happened to you because of that fruit we this just it was really good everything was needed but it was not intended for man at that moment i would say to understand it better a little bit better right now what's the most um sinful area or we learned about systems previous lesson previous session there are there are systems around we talked about kingdom of god um there is hierarchy in the kingdom of god school system we had that homework right what are the systems which are in the world and how that systems are used against the kingdom of god and we we came to the understanding that systems are by themselves are good god has a system god has a heavenly system angelic system church has a system hierarchical system is there school system is good political systems are good but what is bad the misuse of system or corrupting an existing system to produce the opposite effect we also remember we talked about how the garden of eden itself was a system right everything was for the good of man but uh, evil came in serpent came in and twisted the system and made a opposite outcome to it so the knowledge of good and evil itself is a system let's think of it as a it's a good system so what is right now what is the system which god has put in and satan is using the most in this generation it i mean in most most of the human human history it is the most used system against against kingdom of god but it is very prevalent now it is making the next generation go completely against god belief the belief is there but more than that what is the system being used by the this uh, god of this world or let's say kingdom of darkness the media basically the media but through the media they are projecting sensuality propaganda or, lies right? Pro- lies are there but if you look at the they are destroying the families they are trying to bring pornography sexuality different female or different genders they are attacking the sexuality which god created god created two different sexes female and male and everything in that system for reproduction and sustaining the life it is god's creation god's system so the system itself is not bad sex is itself is not bad two genders attracting mutual attraction is put in by god it's not bad it's itself but this world or the god of this world the kingdom of darkness is twisting that system in such a way that it's destroying the actual intended purpose so people are now redefining gender they don't believe in purity in marriage or having one partner relationship everything has been destroyed and that's the most important weapon right now same way we had to look at knowledge of good and evil was a good thing so there are more controversial uh, bible verses going back to genesis 29 
what happened after so god said you should not eat from this the tree of knowledge of good and evil what will happen if you eat from it you will die you will die and then satan came and said what you will live you will be like god yeah he said you have more knowledge will be enlightened you will be like god you will be powerful like him then uh, they powerful so if you read the exact sentences okay it says you will come to the uh, the day of of the day shall not eat of it for the day you eat therefore you shall surely die this is what god said but serpent came and said if you, you eat not- it you are eyes will open, open. and you will be like god god knowing good and evil he didn't say that you will be powerful he didn't say that you will be god he said you will be like god he was telling truth right was saying you are not going to die that was a lie but in the second part your eyes will open and you will be like god, god. who knows by god or in the in, in what manner in in the knowing knowledge no, of evil only in that area in the you will know good and evil and you will be like god in that area and it was a good thing it was portrayed as a good thing and eve agreed so what was the first sin we call it disobedience but it's more like let's let little more deeper into it obeying god versus obeying say evil say the real sin is not eating the fruit but obeying god obeying satan evil. obeying evil. satan so the choice was between not between the tree of uh tree of life versus tree of good and evil but it was more like the choice between listening to god versus listening to satan satan that clear like she trusted him no she trusts what he says that is what it yeah. is so she decided to she made a choice to listen and obey whatever was suggested to her god was also doing the same thing god never forced them to do anything god was also giving them options and they were supposed to follow god not follow any other voice you should not have any other god than me right that was the first sign the same thing happened the moment they d- decided to listen to somebody else or to obey somebody else what would have happened we looked at this bible verse before we, we know the spiritual principle of kingdom of god chapter romans chapter what happens when you obey something in the spiritual realm do you remember is it that thing about uh, you know you become slave of that thing slave of that right. person yeah. romans 6:16 always remember this so it everything in the bible everything in spiritual realm only works according to those spiritual principles so why are we supposed to listen yeah. only to god because you will be god will be your master then yeah but romans 6:16 can someone read don't you know that when you offer yourself to someone as obedient slave you are slaves of the one you obey whether you are slaves of to sin which leads to death or to obedience which leads to righteousness see st paul is saying, telling uh, telling that whenever you are 
obeying somebody, you be, they become the, your master. So your life will be controlled by them. Your life will be controlled or mask your the, your mastery or everything belongs to that individual or that object. So when you commit, when Eve committed, you let's not call it sin. When Eve decided to obey this voice outside God, that voice became or kingdom of darkness became the master. Or Eve and Adam came under kingdom of darkness, not the kingdom of God. So once you are in the kingdom of darkness, they were expelled from the kingdom of God. So we will see that the, then immediately after God realized that they came, ate from the kingdom of, sorry, the knowledge of uh, good and evil, what was God's response? Was God really angry? No. No. What God say? God, says, God says very specific. I mean, if you, I don't know if you have read it, but if anyone knows, can you tell me what did God say? After all the thing happened, God makes a statement. Because they were hiding. Then since they were, they were hiding, hiding, he came and then and he said, and he went oh, and they were hiding all that happened. But God said they something. They lied. They lied. They hid. They can plan. But something happened in the spiritual realm. What happened to the tree? God said, the Lord God said that, see, the man has become like one of us, knowing Wait, good and evil. One second. What did God say? See, the man has become like one man of us. Man has become? Like one of us. Like one of us. Like one of who? God. 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 So wasn't that kingdom of darkness serpent was telling the truth? Partial truth, truth right? Yes. He did say, your eyes will open and you will be like God. Knowing good and evil, good and evil in that area, we didn't become God immediately. We didn't have the power. We didn't have. We didn't become almighty and omnipotent. Nothing like that. But in that area where we came, something changed in the nature of man. The moment he became the slave to the kingdom of darkness, or that master was able to change their nature. Kingdom of darkness. Who committed the first sin? Not man. Who committed it? Satan himself. Satan himself committed. So let's read about that. That's uh, what he told you, you know. First. Hmm? That's what I told you first. Yeah, that, yeah. I didn't say that you're wrong. Then I can rephrase the question. Said uh, in humans who committed the first sin, right? I wanted to place it so that now we understand that we committed a sin, not sin. We decided to obey the kingdom of darkness. Kingdom of darkness became the master of human beings and kingdom of darkness or devil himself committed the first sin or he decided to go against God. He was an angel. He decided we are fallen human beings. They are fallen angels. Nothing, no big difference. right? So the fallen angel means he decided to not to listen to God's ways. He decided saying, God is not going to be my master. He's not going to tell me what to do. I'm not going to listen to God. I'm going to do whatever I feel like, or I, I'm, I'm going to decide my future or my ways. So that's when he became, he became what? He became slave to sin. sin. See, kingdom of darkness or Lucifer or the fallen angel, 
is not one is not the one who created sin he is not the one who brings sin he himself is what slave to or sin sin slave to sin so and his master is what sin sin so let's read first john chapter 3 so this is what we have to understand what are we supposed to do as kingdom of god and children of god what are we really supposed to do while living in the earth that's what we have to understand if god tell, if we understand and we know that foundation then everything else will come into uh, i mean what connection will be happening we understand what we are why do we need faith why do we need power etc otherwise we may just go on a sideways saying going preaching and healing people and producing gospel but we may lose in our relationship we may lose uh, the real intention of christ crucifixion so let's read chapter 1 sorry 1 john chapter 3 which was brother start from the beginning behold what manner of love the father has bestowed on us that we should be called children of god therefore the world does not know us because it did not know him beloved now we are children of god and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be but we know that when he is revealed we shall be like him for we shall see him as he is and everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure so wait so everyone who has this hope which hope that we will be one day seeing christ and we will be living in the kingdom of god eternal life in that hope if we are living we are called children of god so we all are in in this zoom meeting we every one of us are children of god which means we are adopted sons and daughters of god through christ jesus now what are we supposed to do not in sin hope that we will have the eternal life we will be living forever when christ comes for a second time how do we conduct ourselves right now every day what are we supposed to do we live like god purify ourselves ourselves so that's the primary purpose or the first priority of a christian or each one of us what should we do we should purify ourselves can you read the rest of it uh, the sin and the child of god whoever commits sin also commits lawlessness and and the sin is lawlessness and you know that he was manifested to take away our sins and in him there is no sin whoever abides christ, in him there was no sin in christ there was no sin we just saw that in the fallen angel or the kingdom of darkness or lucifer or satan or devil he has is controlled by sin he is a slave to sin in him there is only sin but in christ there is no sin, sin. sin. okay no one who remains in him can you read yeah whoever abides in him does not sin whoever so, wait, wait sin. whoever abides, abides in him does not sin sin do we sin yes are we abiding in him we do not fully but we are going yes. we are not fully we get tempted okay these are things which we should be thinking bible says or john john says if you are in jesus christ you will not sin okay let's keep reading 
over since has neither seen him nor known him. Little children, let no one deceive you. He who practices righteousness is righteous, just as he is righteous. He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. So wait, whatever we were saying, it's in the Bible, right? The devil yes. was sinning from the very mm -hmm. beginning. So who was the first sinner? Like Varanaji said, it is devil. Yeah. So he is under the slavery of sin or sin is mastery, has mastery over devil. And the moment human beings agreed, Adam and Eve agreed to listen or to work with the kingdom of darkness or the serpent's voice or suggestion, we became slave and indirectly we became slaves to sin. Same. This is why, so that's the reason why Christ has to come. That he will come and then deliver us. So now, our priority, so there is a state in the Christian life or in the spiritual realm. If you are in Christ, if you are abiding in Christ, what will happen? You will, not be, you will not be sinning. Right? That's what is exactly says. If you abide, if he, no one who remains in him keeps sinning. If you abide in Christ, you will not sin. Okay, let's keep reading. Right? Uh, uh, yeah. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whoever has been born of God does not sin, for a seed remains in him, and he cannot sin because okay. he. Wait. Can you read it slowly a little bit more? Okay. Whoever, so let's whoever has been born of God does not sin. Whoever so, has been born of God does not sin because God's his seed. seed remains in him. His seed remains in him and he cannot go on sinning. Cannot sin. Yeah, in a different verses say he cannot go on sin, but it's actually verses like he cannot sin. In the sense he is not able to sin. It doesn't say that he he does, he wouldn't sin. He's like he cannot sin because that nature itself is gone. Anyway, because he has born of God. God. Yeah. The next sentence is most important. Yeah. The imperity of love. In this, the children of God and the children of the devil are manifest. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor he is he who does not love his brother. For this is the message that you heard from the beginning, that we should love one another, not as Cain, who was of the wicked one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Yeah. So because here, John is saying is that this is the only way we can distinguish between children of God and children of people. When the world might say hundred things. There may be spiritual books written on those and they may, it may convince us that we are children of God. Maybe a great preacher will say that you are the most magnificent, nice person ever lived and you have this gift and all that. But in the spiritual realm, in the kingdom of God, the children of God is defined by this, that whoever is practicing righteousness is a kingdom, if, is a children of God. And if you are sinning, you are, Bible bluntly calls us, you belong to who? Satan. Evil one. Satan. But nobody preaches this because this, one, this is not soothing for our ears. 
right nobody will want to hear this thing it's more judgmental the world will tell oh he's judging me but bible is saying in if you want to be if you are in christ or i would say if you want to measure your spiritual growth in christ you have to look at how you live how you is your holiness how is your sinful nature are you still under the influence of world are you still under the sin or in other words is sin the master of your life or is christ the master of your life based on that you can measure your holiness you are either a children you are matured into that godliness or you are still faking it and this is the scale god is looking at or this is a scale when you try to when you when we will be judged this is a scale that's why jesus said you might have performed many miracles but i don't know you the relationship is the most important thing there we should be striving for what purifying ourselves living in righteousness only then we are we are fulfilling the will of god so that's why jesus said be holy like my father is holy so this is the golden standard this is what god wants us to achieve i want to make sure that we all get that we should be holy we should not continue in sin we should not be people who are manifesting the gift of the holy spirit and at the same time on the other side um, doing sinful activity or in the hidden sins if we are in such a scenario or if we are operating like that know that that's not according to the will of god god is not going to coming after come after you and curse you or anything but know that in your spiritual journey you are being deceived that you can continue in the sin and because you are able to manifest the kingdom of god you are able to manifest certain gifts of the holy spirit that sin that is there that's your weakness you can have hundreds of excuses we will try to convince ourselves saying that okay this is fine this is my weakness this is how everybody is doing it i'm doing much better than all others but bible clearly teaches us you haven't finished yet you have more to go do not be comfortable do not do not be in that comfort zone saying uh, it is fine and at the same time do not be overly worried about that that you stop growing so this is the balance i want you to understand unless and until you understand this balance we will either be i mean either way it will destroy our spiritual life one is more damaging and other one damaging for others one another one is damaging for ourselves so we need to understand god has created the tree of knowledge of good and evil until we ate from it so now we need to understand one more thing what does it mean like to eat from a tree any words of the satan yeah but we need biblical thing more like how can what does it mean jesus said if you eat from my body and drink from my blood you will not you have eaten a life yeah so are we cannibals or what is jesus suggesting this i will give you more clues was there he, any other he, place he, when he's huh? the tree of life no 
he is the tree of he is not the tree of life he is life the fruit right he is he, life yeah tree of life is cross right where our life himself hung but anyway think of it eating from the tree which means it's food right it's good for food you're eating so now think of His any word. anything which jesus might have spoken because the answers will be always in the bible we just need to figure out where it is we just need to understand Actually, it's his word that he teaches us it's a uh, food for us all the okay. whatever he's teaching us is food for us that's what we are eating and that's how we should live our life based on the parables that he's teaching us where do you see that that the words which came out of him is is the food so, I mean, good the finish the we need the word is you need to see you need to have bible backing if we we can we get a scripture is there any place where jesus is saying anything about food it's about you're right uh, and that is a good definition but ah, the last supper jesus yeah that's no, what that eating but there is also a place no, where there's there's some if i live i should live in you and my word should uh, you live in me and my word lives in you i don't know where where the thing is right you can do whatever you say whatever you can it's when i you live in me and my word lives in you that's where you can right but there was a someone answered someone had a clue here samaritan woman yeah what happened there jesus he talks said, about food yeah he says yeah he says yeah. i am living water and you will never thirst yeah so let's read john 4 where, where do we see that i think it's john 4 right? it's john in john there are a lot of about food mm-hmm. now from the tree we are in the food market now <laughs> for okay let's read chapter 4 so when jesus say makes a bold a statement when he was hungry when disciples came back with a lot of food but what did jesus say i have food which you don't have any clue of yeah and maybe disciples thought okay maybe someone came coming even some food some pasta or something while we were looking for something right <laughs> that he has secret agents delivering food uh, so they were perplexed and they came back and said what exactly did you mean right. so john 434 jesus explains what exactly he meant when he said i have my food, food you don't yeah, know my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to complete his work yeah so jesus said my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work or in other words he is defining what it means to spiritual eating or let's say the spiritual meaning of food my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work he has to listen to father understand the will and then act accordingly be obedient to the will of god and carry it out that's what in the spiritual realm eating means or food so if we go back to the tree of life and tree of knowledge of evil and good what exactly is god saying do not eat from that tree the tree of the knowledge and evil means 
do not do the do not carry out the knowledge of evil and good do not listen to it or let's say if you are eating from the tree of life which is christ himself what should we be doing we should be doing what the tree of life gives us we should understand what it is listen to it and then carry out accordingly the tree of life is the cross himself cross itself so if you look at the tree of life in the spiritual realm what are we supposed to do we should be looking at the tree of life the message it is giving you you are being saved you are being redeemed you are not cursed anymore you are children of god now you go and live and live according you you are being given holy spirit you have authority now you start purifying yourself don't worry about tomorrow don't worry about future don't worry about your past just look at today and seek the kingdom of god and understand the spiritual principle and start living as ambassadors of christ and spread the good news this is all what the will or when you look at the cross that's what christ tells us that's a will of the tree of life if you listen to it and carry out in your life then you are eating from the tree of life or i would say that's what consuming christ that's what if you eat from me my flesh and blood if you take my ourselves and then carry out the will why jesus came if we understand that and we decide and we make a firm commitment to it and live our life according to complete his mission his will to carry out his will that we will be transformed into his own image and we will be able to manifest the kingdom of god and bring others to life then we are partaking with him in his body same way if we go to genesis what god or what holy spirit is trying to tell us is that man when he was created he had two choices so let me ask one more thing god said they became like us knowing the good and evil so does god know good and evil of course he is god. a creator he cre- he did he create evil ഡിസോബിഡിയൻസ്ക്രിയേറ്റഡ് god understand every single evil which can happen every filthy thing a human being can do he completely understands it right but he has the ability to understand the entire evil he and he is has the ability to understand the entire goodness and then he also has the ability to be holy to only be good okay it's a little deep so you have to really understand it he understands good completely every good thing he understands every bad thing he understand but he is without sin christ is without sin which means he has also the ability to overcome the evil or completely avoid the darkness and be pure be holy he is holy himself so what was agenda of the kingdom of darkness you will be like god in that manner that you will understand all goodness 
you will all understand all the evil characters. But what's the problem? We don't we won't have be the, able to distinguish. We won't be having the ability to do the good we understood. Right? We have complete understanding that this is the good thing we should be doing. Don't we all know that? Do we all know we, I should be the perfect father of my kids. We all know that we are the perfect spouse. We should be the perfect children of God. We should be the perfect teacher. We should be the perfect human being. But it's not the lack of knowledge, but it's the inability to do it. No one is perfect. Everyone has sinned, Bible says. Why? Because kingdom of darkness knew the moment you try start understanding the good and evil, both the good and the evil. I'm talking about the knowledge. This is bad. This is good. This is what I'm supposed to do. This is what I'm not supposed to do. The moment you have that into your nature, inbuilt in your nature, human beings will not be able to take the good and only do it. Because the sin, their inability will creep in. That's the sin. Lawlessness. Sin is lawlessness. Law is what? Law decides. This is good. We were given laws, 10 laws, right? 10 commandments, that's a law. When we know that this is good and this is wrong, we choose what? We really want to what do good. convenient to us. Yeah, we have that innate nature to go against it. So when you read St. Paul, he says, the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. Have you read that part? There is a statement from, I mean, it's, it's a little deep theology. The St. Paul mentions this. The letter will kill, but the spirit gives life. He's debating against Jewish Christians. Basically, the Jewish, how, how in the Jewish belief, what do they think? Or how do they think that they can attain salvation by obeying no. the laws. They're all about commandments. If you have any Jewish friends, you can ask them. They will try to obey every single commandment, not just 10, but there are 463 something sub-laws of that to the core so that they will not, they say they will be righteous, they will be saved. So the Jews believe by practicing law 100%, you will be saved. But now St. Paul is saying, the letter kills, the law will kill you. Why? Because you will get to know the law, but you will not be able to perform it. And he says, no one is righteous. Everybody has broken the law. Because there is no way any human being can be 100% practicing the law. So he's saying, now there is only way, one way. The law will kill you. Yes. What will kill you? The law will kill you. Law will bring what? Death. No. What is law? Knowledge of what is good and evil. Wouldn't you agree? That's a law, right? Law decides this is good, this is evil. Now you are supposed to do only good thing. If you do the evil, you will be punished. This is law, correct? And the law differs between countries, but in theory, or in all in all, I mean, if you look abstract view, they define what is good. They define what is bad. And you have to stick to good, otherwise you'll be punished. So it is equivalent to what? 
the knowledge of good and evil and the once you know once you eat from the fruit of the uh, knowledge of good and evil what will happen what did god say you, you will god you will you'll die be, no he didn't say you will come that satan said yeah you will come die you will die did adam and eve die fell down and died on that day no 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 try the garden of eden the spiritual meaning always remember it's a spiritual thing the spiritual angle of it god said the moment you come to know when you eat or when you partake or when you start obeying understanding this and trying to do it once you start understanding the entire goodness and entire bad the evil part and try to execute it that's eating from that or trying to i mean live in that knowledge of having good in your hand having evil in your hand and now you have to pick good to be like god you will die which means you won't be able to fulfill it and there is every time disobedience happen the sin creeps in sin brought death you will not be able to continue forever which was the initial creation intent of god god and all the angels always exists they will be they are eternal beings even satan is an eternal being what happens to us we will cease to exist or death creeps in the moment if you the moment you understood or the moment which we cannot define it because we are already in that nature by my nature we have something called morality right even if you nobody teaches you the law even if you don't go to the school every human being inside has some kind of moral law written saying this is wrong this is good but the inclination is to do bad so in that state we are stuck so i would say in genesis if we don't overcomplicate things this is what happened we chose to understand or we chose to take it upon ourselves to figure out what is good and what is evil and we are trying in our own ability to do good and that's not going to happen that's never going to happen unless holy spirit helps us that's why law will not help us and everything which we try when you look at entire human being the human generation why do we try to invent why what's the what's behind the science invention and all that we are trying to make everything good we are trying to identify one evil thing and try to remediate it by doing something else on our own we never go back to god we are trying ourselves better now we are saying okay let's go to mars why we have identified something evil which is going to happen it can happen in earth this may this planet may end up non life sustaining so let's actually plan let's do something good let's invent go figure out how to do mars so we are craving we are trying on our own ability from the and it will never ever lead us into life and god says that is foolishness but the world will say this is what you have to do you have to come and understand be the best one in the profession to survive all that there's no god don't worry about that part let's figure it out ourselves the same same uh, tree of life and tree of knowledge is present in us too so how do we conduct how do we get the tree of life the tree of life is given as a christ in calvary and it is foolishness to build one now it is foolishness to believe in christ 
But when you make that choice by faith, if you decide to start from eating from the tree of life, which means obeying him, understanding him, carry out the work Christ have completed, purify yourself, just like we read in 1 John chapter 3. If you start purifying yourself, then you are eating from the tree of life. You will slowly, slowly will get eternal life. But at the same time, we have other tree of knowledge of good and evil right now in this world. And if we go by our own judgments, our own reasoning, our own, our own religion or whatever we have made up, but instead not listening to gospel, not sticking to the kingdom of God, then we keep dying. So that's what happens. We have a choice. We cannot blame Adam or Eve. It's up to us from the eat to from the tree of life. And when if you want to eat from the tree of life or the cross or from Christ, we need to understand knowledge of Christ is eternal life. That's exactly what we are trying to figure out. The more you understand the kingdom of God, the more you understand how to, how do I eat from the tree of life? How do I understand what Christ will is and carry it out? That's exactly the definition Jesus said. I want to understand what's the will of Christ. And now I need to understand how to carry it out in my life. That needs faith. That needs word of God. That needs Holy Spirit. That needs power. That's why we are learning all this. And this should be our reasoning. Not to be a charismatic preacher. Not to be the most holiest uh, manifesting Holy Spirit gifts. Not to be the healer. Not to be the prophet. But instead, we understand all this to eat from the tree of life. So that's what we should be aiming for. Let's make that foundation very clear. Let's start making our choices better. Let's not think of this as more like a class, more like a religion or some kind of faith system. But instead, we need to fulfill what Christ has started in that Calvary. So in this Holy Week, Holy Week, when we go through the Passion and when we go to the church and participate in all the mysteries, always remember this. What I am, how am I going to eat from this tree of life? How am I going to eat from the crows? How am I going to eat and partake in his body and his blood? Am I making the right decisions every day? Am I willing to change my attitude? What am I going to do in the next five years? Down the line, five years, do I have a plan? How do I, what's, what's my planning for the kingdom of God? We have plans for our own life. We might be having plans to build a home there, buy this thing, send our kids to there, but what is our blueprint for the rest of our life for the kingdom of God? Let's ponder on that. Let's work with Holy Spirit, make new decisions. Let's not this Holy Week pass just like the others, where I would say it's mocking Christ because what he has achieved under cross, we go to church and we celebrate it. We, we show our emotions, we cry out, we, it, it's so emotional. And we come back and we leave as if nothing has happened. Nothing has happened in that Calvary. We don't care about his will. We don't care what Christ wants us from. We don't care what he, he brought to us. All the grace, all these amazing things of the spiritual, spiritual realm given to us. But we go back and just put on a show, I would say. And then we leave as slaves to sin. As if our father is devil. As if we only want to eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. So let's change that. Let's close our eyes and 
give a commitment back to God. Heavenly Father, we always were led by our own emotions, our own feelings, and we never seriously thought about our life. God, we are thankful that you have given us a chance to live. Now give us a purpose. Give us a spiritual purpose, a much higher spiritual purpose to be like your own son, Christ. Help us, God, to make that decision. We don't want to make the same mistake as our forefathers did when they always chose the knowledge of good and evil and the ability of in themselves to identify and do it. We want to understand how to do the good and avoid evil through Christ. We read in today's message through your disciple John, you were telling us, exhorting us, saying, if you abide in him, you will not sin. We want to attain that reality, Father. We want to abide in you so that sin will not have any control over us. Sin will not have any dominion. Even though we know what it is sin, we know our old nature, we will be created into a new one where we'll be like you, Christ. Father, that's all we are asking today. In this holy week, make us holy. And teach us how to be holy. Holy Spirit, fill us. We are pleading the blood of Lord Jesus Christ on all of us and all our families and everyone in Christ's culture. Lead us, Father. Take out every sinful habits we have. Take out every negative words we have spoken. Every negative spirits, any unholy spirit, any unclean spirits residing in us and in our houses. Be gone now in the name of Jesus Christ. We are blessing ourselves to be the children of God, manifesting Christ in every walk of our life. In Christ's name, we ask all this. Amen. 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 Thank you all. Uh, we'll drop. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. Brother. Thank, holy you, brother. Week. So much. Thank you, brother. Wishing all a blessed holy week. Thank you, sir. Uh, thank, thank you. you. Thank you, all of you. Have thank a blessed you. week. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you everyone.